0: Our scripture this morning is from the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. We'll read verses 3 through 7. 3 through 7. Would you please stand for the reading of the Word of God. Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. May God add his rich blessing to the reading of this portion of the Holy Word. Will you pray with me, please? Again, our Father, we are thankful for your Holy Word. We are thankful that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from out of your mouth, O God. And we pray that you would come now in the power of your Holy Spirit and break the bread of life to us. We pray that you would come and feed your sheep in spite of the inability and sin of the preacher. We pray in Jesus' name and for his glory and honor. Amen. Be seated, please. Faith from creation to the flood. When Apostle Paul had come to the end of his life on this earth, he said those words, that have been such a great inspiration and a comfort to so many of us. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And that's what the author of Hebrews wants all of us to be able to say when we come to the end of our pilgrimage here below. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. He's been encouraging his readers In the passage before us, we come to one of the most well-known chapters in the Bible, the 11th of Hebrews, in which the author piles up a long list of those who live And so we'll focus on that period today. Faith from creation to the flood. Let's look at it together. First in this passage, we see faith and origin. Faith and origin. Look at verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Now, this goes to the very root and nature of what faith is. No one was there when the universe was created. No one saw it happen. Yet, here we are. What best explains our existence? To believe in creation. I remember many moons ago in a biology class studying the Miller-Urey experiment of 1952 in which Stanley Miller set up conditions in a flask that he believed were like those of the earth prior to life. And basically he showed that lightning could have hit what he believed were elements present on the earth in its primitive condition, and that lightning and those elements formed an amino acid, which somehow resulted in everything that is. Well that experiment, though it was taught as gospel truth 25 years ago, has been shown to have some problems. But even way back then, as a child, I wondered, where did the lightning come from? Where did the elements come from? Where did the flask come from? You set everything up in your experiment to get the outcome you wanted. Whom do you, Dr. Miller? You see, ultimately, we must either believe that what is visible is eternal, or what is invisible is eternal. Either physical matter, which does not think or reason, came first. Theory posits, or else the invisible intelligence, wisdom, God came first. And so the author says in verse 3 that by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. No one was there. Just like a jury at a trial, no one was there when the crime was committed, but which narrative best explains the situation? Ammonia and nitrogen and so forth are self-existent and eternal. Or that God is self-existent and eternal. Faith and art. Secondly in this passage we see faith and worship. Look at verse 4. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Now you know the story of Cain and Abel, the children of Adam and Eve. Cain produced was a farmer, brought the fruits of the land. Abel was a shepherd. They both brought their offerings to God, the first fruits of uh, what they had. Cain brought an offering of uh, what he'd grown in the ground, grain. Abel brought land. There are various theories as to why God accepted the sacrifice of Abel and rejected the sacrifice of Cain. Of course, we know that Cain was angry and killed his brother. Abel. And the Lord called out to Cain, Where's your brother? Cain said, am I my brother's keeper? God said his blood cries out to me from the ground. Why did God accept the offering of Abel and not the offering of Cain? Some have said it was because Cain's offering, the offering of produce, lacked blood. But what we read in Genesis 4, it's not a sin offering. between the offering of Cain and Abel faith. Two brothers each brought the first fruits of their labor. One was accepted one was not. Why? We are here to worship God today. Some of us have brought the first fruits of our labor today. Why? Again, these offerings that these brothers brought were not sin offerings; they're thank offerings. This is why we give the first fruits. Think about it. There are basically three motivations, three reasons why we might offer God worship, offer Him our first and our best, We should do what we're supposed to. But number two, that we would hope to impress him. That's terrible. You know, any kind gesture that we do for another person, we can do it because we care for them. We want to be helpful to them. Or we can do it because we want to impress him. And by the way, in case you didn't know this, that's about the most annoying thing you have to do for another human being. I think Cain probably felt that God Would be impressed with his offering. Why do you give offerings to the Lord? You hope to be impressed with you? Or is it To show my dependence on you because you are the giver. That's faith. And by faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice. So we see faith in origin, Faith in worship. Thirdly in this passage, we see faith and life. Look at verse 5. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken it. Now before he was Taken, he was commended as having pleased God, and without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. We spent most of the message last week on verse 6. We'll focus on verse 5 and Enoch. Today it says, by faith. Enoch was taken up. He did not die in a normal way. He had pleased God, and it's impossible to please God without faith. Now, in Genesis chapter 5, we can read the story of Enoch, and the entire story of Enoch is comprised in about three verses in the genealogy. The son of Jared, the father of Methuselah, But in those three or four verses in Genesis 5, it tells us one thing about Enoch. without death. But he walked with God. And here we read in Hebrews 11 that it is by faith that he walked with God. He trusted Him. He trusted God's Word. That's the only way to walk with God. Just to take at his word. That's all we know about him. We trusted God. To walk with God pleased God because we trusted. So we see faith in origin, faith in worship, faith in life, and fourthly and finally in this passage, we see faith in destiny. Faith in destiny. Look at verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen and reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Now again, we're familiar with the story of Noah. Everyone is. God told him the world is corrupt and filled with violence. I'm going to make an end of all flesh. I'm going to send a flood. God told Noah a flood was coming. There never been a flood before. Some say it had never rained before. The atmosphere was different. I don't know about that, but I know Noah had never seen a flood. <clears throat> but he believed God. God told him that a universal judgment is coming. Noah believed what God told That's faith. Now faith for us is really no different than faith for these saints of the Old Testament. We have the same art. We were made by the same God, We worship the same God. And we are to walk with the same God. And as God told Noah a flood was coming, He has told us that there is a day coming. Not a day in which the earth will be destroyed by a flood, but by fire. There is a day of judgment. And as he told Noah how to be saved in that day, he has told us of the one and only place Satan. He has told us the cross of Jesus Christ. That God so loved the world that he gave his son and standing in our place condemned his son bore the judgment and wrath. But all who will come to him by faith as Noah and his family entered the ark will be saved. This is faith to be brought into To be joined to Him. To be united to Him. To be saved.